Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to you all. Welcome to Yours to Discover podcast, the podcast about lightbulb moments that we all have as beings. My name is Aisha. I also go by Aisha. Today, I have a very lovely guest. Chris is my good friend, and he is one of my mentors in this life. Chris has worn many hats in this life, and I relate a lot to what he has to say in this episode. Sit back, grab a beverage, and tune in. I hope that you get some good laughs and some real honest advice from our conversation. Hello, Chris. Hey, Aisha. How are you? Good, thanks. Welcome to Yours to Discover podcast. I'm so happy to be here. You know, actually, from the jump, I'm going to say, in all the years that I've known you, I called you Aisha, and you've never corrected me once. <laughs> I'm really upset about that. I listened to your past podcast. I was like, why, why in God's name did you not correct me? I had so many friends come at me for that, and mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem for me is, like, at family, like, family home life, I go by Aisha. So... Mm-hmm. The few people who know Urdu and Hindi, they kind of pick up on the little nuances of names mm-hmm, and they'll mm-hmm. call me that. But mm-hmm. since a young age, people have called me Aisha. So I always therefore gave it back. And I just have no explanation. I know. I'm working on it. <laughs> You've taught me a lot and I'm still working it's your on name. it. <laughs> Stand up for your name. God damn it. <laughs> this, this is the way I start. Okay. This is it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for your time. Me too, me too. You are a busy one. So it's really nice to be able to sit down with you and kind of ask you a few questions because you've helped me a lot throughout working and just giving me advice. And you know me, I, I had a shell, <laughs> very awkward person, but I'm mm. such an extrovert as well. And I feel like I can relate a lot with you um, when it comes to your working style. You know, I think that you have a lot to offer. Um, so I've looked into the demographic uh, for the podcast. So for mm-hmm. this podcast, we have typically more of the demographics towards 20s. So okay. I think that you have a lot of, I mean, I met you in my 20s and you really helped me learn a lot of things that were just common sense that people just don't sit down and tell you, you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. so valuable. So, you know, I wanted you firstly, of course, to introduce yourself. <laughs> so if you have a few words, you know, because I love that. Sure. Uh, well, good job in making me sound like a grandfather. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, am, I am turning 40 in 2021. Uh, so that's a big step, but I still feel like I'm like 23 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> what to say? Um, I've had a, a variegated career path, so to speak. Like I, I went to, to U of T for languages, um, decided I didn't want to become a teacher and moved out west to BC, what was supposed to be like a year, you know, sabbatical type of idea, uh, turned into five years, which usually happens for Ontario boys that move out there. Um, I did experiential marketing. Um, for a number of years while I was there too, working in restaurants for a bunch of time, uh, decided to move back to Toronto in the middle of the financial crisis of uh, 2009-ish, 
so that was really a down year. Um, got back into the restaurant game um, and then have made uh, a number of steps in the interim. And now I'm, I'm, I'm an executive at a startup tech company, which is fucking wild. Uh, but here we are. <laughs> I just have to do that because I've known you for so long and, you know, I'm just so proud of you because you're multifaceted. That's the first mm. thing that I realized about you is that you are the type of person you can do many things all at once and you're able to have different mindsets for different types of people, different clients. Mm -hmm. And it's not mm -hmm. fakeness. You've taught me that it's not fake. It's just, you know how to adjust for people. And I think that's such an amazing skill. So I do have a number of questions for you today, if you're ready to go into it. Um, <laughs> so, okay, obviously, you know, when you start working, it can become very cyclical uh, for a lot of people, whether you're working from home or whether mm -hmm. you're going and commuting. So I wanted to ask you, you know, with all of this, commotion and whether you're again commuting or working from home there's just non-stop pressure when it comes mm -hmm. to work there's that influx of information and you have to give out information as well so how do you deal with pressure i mean it's a vague question but how do you deal with this type of pressure when you're working um not well like from the top <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> that's the real uh, I, i've 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 developed you know, they're not really like strategies or anything like that. It's more um, coping mechanisms, I think. Um, you know, I found out very early in university that um, I, could, I could start writing papers the day that they were due as long as I would budget 30 minutes per page. And I was in literature uh, and linguistics, so I had to write a lot. And you know, I'd be, I'd be rolling up to Robarts at like two o'clock in the morning because the paper would be due at like eight o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. And I would just hammer it out. So I'm probably not the best example, uh, you know, vis-a-vis, -vis, you know, procrastination and that sort of thing. But that could be really your working style, not to cut you off, but that could be a really interesting working style because that's one thing I learned in university is that mm -hmm. everyone works differently. Like I mm -hmm. thought I had to do the morning work and get it done and, you know, spend the full week on it. And I've done the same thing throughout university, which I would just hash it all out in yeah. the final few days. And I worked really well under pressure. And I think that sometimes can add to that, you know, it the added pressure can kind of be like, I have no other choice. Well, that's it for me. Like <laughs> pressure is a motivator and exactly. uh, I'm very much driven by, you know, if I have to do something, I'm going to get it done. Ultimately, I'm not going to give up on things. So it maybe it might take me right to three steps before the finish line, before I actually start running, but I, I will start sprinting at that point. Um, it's not for everyone. It can be overwhelming and, you know, uh, anxiety is, is, it can be a motivator. It can be a debater for a lot of people. For me, it's both. Um, but it's just kind of learning to manage that and, uh, and, and work through it. Yeah. I think that's the main thing is to kind of keep your anxiety in check when you're a procrastinator, because mm -hmm. that will either plummet you down or it will ignite this kind of fire under your ass to do better. 100%. So, you know, it, it's kind of finding a balance between, um, not really what you're good at, but it really how you work well, I think, and mm -hmm. just kind of getting it through. So like on that basis, like I wanted to ask, because now you're, you're up there, you know, you're working, like you're working hard to 
you know, help others. And I've noticed mm -hmm. that, you know, I follow everything that you do and I always look at what you're up to. And I really appreciate that you're posting a lot of things and you're always constantly trying to do something for the community and voice your opinion for that cause. And I really appreciate that. So on that basis, I wanted to ask like, about, you have a lot of gratitude. To be honest, that's one thing I really appreciate about you is that you've always been very grateful, kind, polite. And these are things that sometimes when you're in the workforce, it's, it's hard to find these qualities because we're all so busy and we're mm -hmm. just in our own heads. So what do you think is a good way to simply show gratitude for coworkers or colleagues or anyone and keep up good morale in the workplace, whether, you know, it's virtual or in person? Well, you know, that's a big question. I think, <clears throat> You know, I kind of try to live by the, the golden rule of just don't be an asshole to other people. You know what I mean? Um, folks are coming from different perspectives. You don't know exactly where they're coming from. Uh, even that day, it could be a coworker, it could be a client, it could be anyone that you're coming into contact with. Um, you don't know what's going on in their head. So uh, one thing I found that is useful um, and not to sound like a cliche, like business thing or whatever it is, but like you really need to slow down and try to see where people are coming from. You're ultimately never going to understand exactly where they're coming from because you're not them. You're not them. But to take a second to uh, just stop talking and allow them, give them the floor and allow them to uh, communicate to you um, what they may be going through, then you can at least appreciate where they're coming from. And that makes it a lot easier to have those interactions uh, and have meaningful conversations and meaningful um, discussions with people so that, you know, you're not just butting heads. Because a lot of the times, you know, whether it is in, in, in business or in personal relationships, people just come in like, heads like like two rams battling you know what i mean exactly. like people just want to they want to get the the last word in whatever it is for me personally i just like to shut the fuck up sit back <laughs> and yeah. listen yeah what somebody has to say before i'm going to even uh put my foot forward in that conversation um and in terms of you know showing gratitude to people it's the smallest stuff really you it know really what I mean? is like Yo, listen, I, 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 I'm running 15 minutes late. Okay, cool. That's fine. No problem. As long as you come through for me, I'm going to come through for you. Um, you know, we've, we, you and I have had a professional relationship. Yeah. I like to think that I was kind of on that page with you. You were every time on the point, you know, I think you taught me a lot about that, that it's not, it's not just a, hey, can you help me out in this one second? It's a, you know, I have your back and mm -hmm. you have mine. It's this exchange of friendship that really becomes out of a workplace that has mm -hmm. good morale and someone that is giving good morale to others and just supporting their colleagues, you know? And I think that's the most important thing because oftentimes gratitude can be defined by, you know, you need to give a raise or you need to do this. And sometimes mm -hmm. these are deserving things, but at mm -hmm. the same time, I think gratitude is simply saying thank you. I think that is missed a lot, you know, like the pleases and the thank yous oftentimes go out the window when there's a task at hand. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's so crucial. I really like that you, you've 
touched on that because it's really the smallest things I found personally as someone who works is just when someone who's managing me or looking, I look up to, or, you know, I need to get help from them or anything. If they're able to tell me that, Hey, it's no problem. This is how we can get through with it. And it's mm -hmm, a we mm -hmm. problem. It's not a you problem. That is, I think, so important. And you've taught me that too. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, it's something that you, you don't catch on sometimes, though, depending on where you work. And it, it's amazing because, I, I don't know, like, I started off thinking, oh, yeah, like, I'm totally an extrovert. And then I started working. And you get kind of like, oh, I can't wait to get home and just, like, unpack. Mm -hmm. And you become kind of this introverted person at one point for some people, you know? And I wanted to know, like, did you ever go through something like that? Like with work, does it, does it make you get introverted? And if so, like, how do you oh, break that? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's open up this can of worms. Um, so I, I personally am a very introverted person. Um, you know, growing up, um, I was a really nerdy kid. I did, you know, great in school and all that. Um, but it really took a lot for me to kind of break out of my shell. The turning point was being in like drama class in, in grade 10. And as soon as I hit the stage and I realized I could just be a different person, uh, while still channeling the energy within me, um, I was really able to, um, and, and it's not like I wasn't this like geek that had no friends or whatever it was, you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> yeah. I played baseball, I played hockey, like I did all these things, but to really kind of open up and let my, my, myself out to other people that really came through on, um, uh, on the stage and, um, shout out to Miss Vavona, my grade 10 drama teacher. Uh, she really, it, it, I'm, I'm just going to digress for one second. So no, there was go one for point, it. There, there was one point where, so it was the diary of Anne Frank. Uh, and I was Peter, who's like the love interest in that whole thing. And I had very nervous hands because the female lead was like the hottest girl in high school. And like, she was in grade 13. You know what I mean? So I was really nervous. My hands were jittery all over the place. And Ms. Vavona stopped everything halfway through a scene. And she's like, Chris, I was like, yes. She's like, what the fuck are you doing with your hands? Like, just like that in Catholic high school and everything. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands. She's like, put them in your pocket. Just put them in your pocket, relax, and just be you. And I was like, okay. So I put my hands in my pocket, and it kind of fit in with the character too, because the whole vibe of that character was a very nervous, obviously, teenage boy under oppression in, in, in Nazi Europe at that point. Right. And uh, that really never left me. So in terms of, you know, managing being an introvert versus uh, being extroverted when I need to be, um, it's, it's not really a fakeness thing, but like I can turn it off and on mm -hmm. when, when needed, like when I'm with my people, um, you know, I feel that warmth of that circle and I can be over the top, super funny, but sometimes I'm super quiet too. And that's okay. Um, one of the things that I found, and this was kind of circling back to my, my days uh, being a bartender in Vancouver, um, 
I had this regular customer who would come in all the time. He'd order whatever cheapy meal and have a couple of beers and then read the newspaper or the economist or whatever it was. And we chat about like world affairs and stuff like that. So he was a super sharp guy. And um, right before I moved back to Toronto, uh, I was like, listen, man, I just want to tell you, thanks for your support over the years. You've been a really great friend. Uh, not so much just the customer because I've been able to actually have dialogues with you. Right. And I really appreciate like this high level uh, conversations that I've been able to have because I don't get to have that uh, like on a day-to-day basis. Exactly. And uh, he's like, listen, I got to tell you, man, I watch you all the time and I can see the way that you interact with a very uh, different scope of people and you can adjust yourself to all of these um, statuses of folks, be it, you know, the poor dude who just comes in because he found five bucks on the sidewalk and he came in for a beer uh, to, you know, me who I'm actually super rich and you never knew that because I got into the film industry when I was like 20 years old. And, you know, I own a place up in North Van that's worth $20 million. but you can interact with all those different strata of people. And that's a very, very important skill. And that's one thing that, you know, trying to, you know, mentor folks that uh, I've hired over the years is that I, I want to foster that in them is that you're not going to be dealing, dealing with like lower level people or just upper level people or middle level people all the time. You need to be able to adjust your conversations and more importantly, you need to be able to respect every single strata of society because you live as part of that society and nobody's better and nobody's worse than anybody else. So just interact with people on their level and they will respect you and they will go to the ends of the earth for you as long as you respect them. You know, I think that's so beautiful because we often look at people and their positions and we adjust kind of who, like the vernacular or what we need to say. But I think the most beautiful part about being a human is just being yourself. There's so much diversity within ourselves and itself. And I just think that being able to get yourself across and whether you're adjusting or not, I think is a exactly like you said, that that strata, you need to be able to adjust to different people, but you don't need to take yourself away from that conversation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, oh, that that's a really beautiful story. I really like that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you always told me the best stories and they, you know, they really motivated me to talk to more people, you know, mm-hmm. period. Like there's no, I, I always thought, you know, okay, I have my, my friends, you know, I meet people, but mm-hmm. you know, this is a separation thing, but exactly like you said, I found friends in a lot of clients and I found friends in a lot of people that became regulars or whether I was popping popcorn and I found a regular coming in and, you yeah. know, they would come every Friday or every Tuesday and I knew exactly how many layers of butter they wanted or whether it was someone, you know, they wanted something done a specific way. And people would come. And I remember this one time when I was working at this, um, it was a food industry place. And we had like this guy from Dragon's Den come and he chose my line. 
And all of mm-hmm. a sudden, all my coworkers are like, okay, like fix your shirt, do this, do this. You got to, you got to like look a certain way. And I was like, look, I'm, I'm popping Fuck popcorn. That. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> look, I'm popping popcorn. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gave him his popcorn, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know what else to say other than like, I like your show. <laughs> yeah. I was young, but you know, I, since that moment, that was a really big moment because I noticed that a lot of people will tell you, you need to change for this person because this person is something. Mm-hmm. That takes away a lot from who you are sometimes, you know, and mm-hmm. that's not the right dialect that we should be telling others. I think exactly how you say, you know, you, you are yourself and that's enough sometimes, you know, and I, I don't know how to kind of go beyond that because you've just said it perfectly. But, you know, I think that a lot of people that I've talked to these days that are working, they want a big they want like a big break from working from home because that was a mm-hmm. big thing for a lot of people was that there was a divide, you mm-hmm. know, there was like a come home from work and now yeah. it's all in one place. So, you know, what is something that motivates you to stay focused on your tasks when you're kind of in a comfortable place, you know, like it's hard for me. So <laughs> just oh, like it's tough for me too. Um, so for me, it's just kind of as much as I can, to um schedule structure within my day you know what i mean like i can't just chill in sweatpants every day all day um i luckily have a dog that's super active so i need to walk him for like an hour and a half in the morning hour and a half at night or else he drives me nuts and like barks on my calls and stuff like that (laughs) yeah so at least i have that structure in there um i found i was a little bit on the lazier side of things when the lockdown first hit because I was used to going into the office like five days a week and um, then I was like okay well working from home is fine Uh, but as a counterpoint to that it is also defining boundaries with respect to when the workday starts and when the workday ends now in the position that I'm in especially since you know we're a startup and whatnot um, the days are, are longer than they probably should be for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, like, I'm happy to do it and it's all good, but it's important. Uh, and with this, like, especially with like developers and stuff like that, I, that I have, uh, and the salespeople that I have, uh, working, uh, with me is that, Hey guys, you know, we have you for these hours, uh, if you need, if we need you to work outside these hours, we need you to work outside these hours. We're a small team. We're agile. We're all going, you know, balls to the wall uh, to make this a success. But if you need time, you need time. Right. Um, like I'm not taking any holidays off during Christmas. Like I'm not, you know, wah, wah, or anything like that. Yeah. I'm just too busy. I just sold my place and I got to move and yada, yada, yada. Um, and, and work super busy, but you know, my marketing guy is like, listen, I want to go visit my parents, uh, not for too long, but I'm going to be gone. Okay, cool. Uh, developer guys are like, listen, you know, I got to cut out early a little bit, like building that structure in, uh, and being flexible with people is really, uh, kind of the best way to get the most success uh, together as possible. You know what I mean? Because their success is going to help my success and it's only through their success 
that I'm going to succeed. And I want to foster that as much as possible. So if it's, you know, an hour here, an hour there, you know, I got to get my tires changed or whatever it is, like, that's cool, man, no problem. Because I know you're going to come in and save the day for me eventually. Um, well, there's a bit of trust it. there, right? Like when, yeah. especially when there's like the hiring process, it's based completely on, well, I'm trusting you. And mm-hmm. I like whoever you are in that, in that room, you're trusting each other to not fuck up the situation at hand, mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. is being given, whatever tasks there are, you're giving a trust. And I think it's so important that, you know, to give flexibility there because it's just life. <laughs> That's just life's plain and simple sometimes things just come up and Mm -hmm. i think that's so that's a really great way to think and to operate is to have that flexibility within the structure because i think eventually i mean for startups it's harder because it you know you're beginning something Mm -hmm. new so you really have to put in your feet hard in the first few days and lay the bricks down Mm -hmm. and it has to be a good foundation and i think you're going to be amazing at this. So I'm really, again, happy for you. So, (laughs) so, but I wanted to kind of go back to that routine aspect. Like, you know, you have a dog and I've at my mom's, I have a dog and it really sets me up for routine. And, Mm -hmm. you know, do you think having a routine is like crucial during this time? Like for you, I I mean, it's for everyone is different, but for you personally, what do you think? For me, it helps. Um, and even like, I, I kind of fell off just because, you know, life, life but, yeah. uh, during, during like the, the height of lockdown in like April, uh, May and June, uh, for every hour that I was working, I would take five minutes at the top of the hour to do pushups, uh, like crunches and squats. And that was something that really kind of broke everything up. Yeah. Uh, it takes like six minutes to do reinvigorated me um I still try to do it I just you know whatever (laughs) no that's awesome that you even did that that's but like just to have that little bit of uh, that little bit of structure throughout the day right even you know taking 15 minutes because you know at a typical office job you'd have 30 to 60 minutes to take a lunch exactly and since you're at home well you know I can just heat something up and then sit in front of the computer and then keep on banging out emails or whatever it is but like it's 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 important to take that time because that time belongs to you um you know according to that old adage or whatever like you can always make more money but you can't make more time that's I totally agree i love that because it's the one thing that you can't ever take away from some like you can you can give it away very freely your time but it's something Mm -hmm. you can never ever get back and I think that during this lockdown a lot of people have had to really think about how they use their time and how they spend it and what they're doing with it and whether you're looking for a job or you have a job right now I think that some of the skills that can be applied throughout are you know just trying to get out there and noticing who you are as a person and -hmm. just knowing how valuable your skills are and what can be improved and sharpened and what already is great to work with and what, you know, like finding a mentor and teacher is really valuable, but at the same time, it's good to kind of find these skills within yourself if you don't have somebody there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 
do you have any little bits of advice for anybody listening to kind of end it up on? <laughs> I mean, this is nonstop advice. I'm asking so much from you. I'm you, sorry. You pay me as this guru and I don't know shit. <laughs> no, you're good. You, you've taught me a lot. I'm telling you, like you really have, like you're just straightforward. You're honest. And these yeah. are skills that I, I haven't come across very often. And I've met a lot of people and yeah. I'm being really honest with you. Like you, you're not you're not a guru or like some feng shui master or anything but yeah. you really are a teacher to me you know like you really are a great teacher so i think you would have some good things to say <laughs> well you know i i deal i deal with anxiety a lot like everybody else does i think um i've become pretty decent at masking it but that's not really the most healthy uh, kind of position to take. So um, for myself, and this is the only thing that I made fucking notes for in this entire thing. Um, so, you know, whenever I feel like, uh, or and trying to give advice to people when things just sort of become overwhelming, because it could be, you know, a, a, a mountain or a molehill uh, it's really irrelevant because everyone's personal experience is different. So uh, what I found actually, um, and I'm just going to name drop uh, quickly, uh, is the Quiet Co on Instagram. They, they, they were holding uh, like free meditation sessions during the lockdown. That's awesome. And uh, I'd never done any sort of meditation in my entire life. And uh, that, that really, really centered me. And just to be able to kind of sit down for 10 minutes, even though, you know, Clark would bother me. Uh, Clark is my dog. <laughs> While I was just laying on the ground, he'd come lick my face, like bring me his, his toys and stuff. Uh, but just being able to, to slow down and just breathe. And it sounds trite and it sounds, you know, really convenient or whatever, but it is important sometimes to just shut your eyes and sit down and, and, and close everything down and just like deep, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think it can reset your mind sometimes when you're yeah. panicking, just mm -hmm. being able to, in, like, I've met a lot of therapists that have told me inhale, exhale, breathe, and mm -hmm. it never makes sense until you really need it in the moment. Yeah. And focusing on your breathing is a form of mindfulness. I think it's a really great tactic that everyone can apply mm -hmm. to their daily lives. And, you know, whether you're looking at outside your window or just looking at a big pile of work you got to do, just take a moment to inhale That's it. and exhale. <laughs> and secondly, yes. sorry, I'm going to run through three more things. No, no, no. Go for it. The next thing was... Um, Ultimately, you know, find something that you are uh, passionate about. And it doesn't have to be like a supreme passion or anything like that, but just find something. For me, it's cooking. Like, I love to cook. Um, I've gotten pretty good at it over the years. And it's like my release. Like, I, there's nothing more that I love than spending a Sunday all morning, all afternoon cooking oxtail for like four hours because it takes that long to make it good. Yeah. That's and when you know you're making it the proper way. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. day, have a few beers or whatever it is, watch soccer at the same time, 
um, that that's my release, but like find that release for you and then try to incorporate it into your life and make that a part of your life as best as you can. Um, that will do wonders for you, whether it's, you know, reading or painting or singing or whatever it is, make time for you and that passion. Uh, and then everything else seems to kind of fall into place after that. Um, the third thing is uh, no one really gives a fuck about anything I've found. Um, so you shouldn't either. You shouldn't either. Just do what you need to do to get through the day. It might be a shit day. You might have to sit down, call it quits at noon, whatever it is. That's fine. There's no problems with that. There's always going to be a tomorrow. Always, always, always going to be a tomorrow. And it really, to quote Snoop Dogg, ain't nothing to it but to do it. It's just one foot in front of the other, and then you just keep moving forward. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I and just, the fourth oh. and final thing <laughs> is it. just sit down, sit down, mm -hmm. close your eyes, inhale, and then exhale, and then that's it. And then you're good. And if you're not good, just exhale again, and you'll be fine. I love that. Chris. That's all I got to say. Chris, <laughs> that was everything. <laughs> you, you really are the greatest teacher I've had in a very long time. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you even, you know, giving me a little time of your day just to be here. You know, everything you've said resonates. And I know I'm going to be editing this, listening, going like, yes, Chris. <laughs> so happy to have done this. Like it's, it's, I'm so, I'm so, I know I said it in like our prelim call or whatever. Yeah. I'm so proud of you for doing this. Thank you. This is an amazing avenue. And you're really, uh, just from me listening to the, to the prior episodes, you're doing something really good here. And this is really positive. And I know you're, you're, you're shining a light into a lot of people's souls and I couldn't be prouder of you. Thank you so much, you. Chris. That means so much to me. I love you so much. And I hope we can chat again soon and hopefully, I hope so too. you know, zoom me sometime again, <laughs> you know, I'm always and around. Good luck with the move as well. Thanks darling. Okay. All the best. Ciao. Bye Chris. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye. If you made it this far, thank you. If you'd like to keep up with episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at yours to discover podcast. We are available on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. We hope that you enjoyed listening into our conversation about work-life balance. Work hard, be diligent, be honest with yourself and your colleagues. Don't be afraid to ask for help or a second opinion. Everyone is learning or has learned at one point. You should also make time for the things that bring you true moments of joy and happiness. No matter how busy you are, you deserve to give yourself your own time. Trust others, but know yourself well enough to know that you will come through on commitments because you are capable of it. Trust others and trust yourself on this. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, stay cozy, stay safe, and make some time for yourself. Love always, Aisha.